ready for another episode of Wandering and Wool Gathering? Good. Here's Foggy. Welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode Lordy Lordy, look who's 40. Yep, episode 40. Thank you for tuning in this week as we tackle a few challenges and Sacred Reich's first record since 1996. And we thought Tool took a while. I'm Foggy. With me as always, JPP. What's happening, everybody? Easy listening sounds for the hard of hearing. It's JPP. And tea bags. Swinging deep into the valleys of Liptonia. That's nasty. Able to plunge from high altitudes, only to land with a gentle splat. That's nasty. Receiving only the finest education from his instructor, Earl Grey. It's... It's... Tea bags. Too hot for TV. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> it's going to get to the point where we have to wake you up at the end of that. I'll never. That's the best part of my night. Get old ever. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. How you doing, everybody? You know, since it's episode forty, I should have rewrote the theme song to Metal Musil Monday. Hey, I like that. (laughs) I remember my grandmother doing that every time I would stay with them. I would see her. Makes it. I'm like, what is that orange stuff? <laughs> tang. Oh wait, I never tried it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's tang with a bang. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the kickback on that one. That's right. Yeah. Put a cork in it, Grandma. Yeah. Don't follow Grandma all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, this got interesting. Yeah. Steve will bring us back. I was going to say something crude, but I'm not going to now. So, okay. The principal has to keep us in line. I just don't feel up to it. <laughs> anyway, episode four. It is kind of crazy that we've we've gotten to episode 40 plus four minisodes so far, and we are still under a year. So I think sometime in October we'll hit our year mark, and we'll be just shy of an episode a week. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Something to be said for consistency, I guess. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. And lots of uh, interesting music we've all listened to and shared, so. Yeah. Times. Yep, yep. Most you guys of... didn't catch it, but that consistency line was another Metamusic <laughs> Oh. Oh. I had moved yeah. on. I'm sorry. Much like the Metamusal. I okay. See, I didn't go with my prune joke, and you just had to go pile on, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, let's let's get this thing rolling. We'll start off with our uh, challenge inspired by Lester Banks this week. That goes to tea bags. Yes. Now bear with me because I have to try to block out some of these words, but keep them on there in case you guys have questions. So, um, all right. And this this writer is very. Uh, I had to look up some words, so there's probably gonna be some mis- mispronunciations here. Um, but here we go. Larger than life, stranger than fiction, unfriendly, creepy, and severely talented. Yet we find the man stumbling on predictable, predictably morbid yet uneven turf. Forsaking that fiery riff-a-rama of his eponymous 1988 debut, what we've got is a diluting of the brutal autumn vision on which he staked his decade-plus claim. Gone are the latter-day damned meets ACDCisms, the guttural rage, the hellborn black magic melodies, more mountain than Motorhead, Blood Rock than Black Sabbath, Elvis than Evil. This band's stylistic explorations reek of plod and pomp, top heaviness and lack of direction. Only the opener gets the blood boiling, fiery, frenetic, spitting vitriol and brimstone. Um, Blank, which is a song title off the first side of the tape, if that gives you an idea of time, um, is the golem of a good idea sort of thing he tried out on his last group which was his most intriguing musical vision to date but it falls a bit short here it's a pile up of perverse twisting guitars at one point inverting the blood curdling of a former song off of a former album but just two songs in the long slide commence uh strange that the doll laconic of blank and and blank a twangy acoustic elvis tribute 
sound virtually indistinguishable, indistinguishable. With or without the bassist plotting or the drummers once again criminally shortchanged drumming, the common denominator is strictly Yonsville. Um, and by and large, the bulk of side two is as unmemorable as it is badly conceived. One song, a clumsy cradle of something courtings <laughs> and clumsy slide <laughs> guitar and another two. I can't even recall what they're about even after 666 plays. Um, one song showcases a rich dynamic vocal pyro Orbison Orbison like in his throaty pathos and minimalist yep. composition. Yep, it's it. stripped to the tiresome yep. <laughs> occult as clap trap and macho chest beating that allow the vocalist true talents to shine forth. But Roy Orbison never needed to join a gold gym. I know who it is. I'm not sure which album it is. Okay. Well, oh, I know but you got it too. Yeah, it, it sounds like they're bitching about Danzig too. It's Danzig. I would say I, eh, I'm going to say it's, Danzig three. Their his first album was as Danzig was eighty eight. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I thought he was out before. Okay. Yep. It was Sam Hain before that. Yep. Yeah, I thought that was even earlier. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. All right, so is everybody weighing in that it's dancing? Yeah. That. Yep. Okay, so we'll we'll count that as check one. So, which album? Paul said two. I said three. Stevie. Uh, debut. Okay, it is dancing two. Yeah. Ooh, Electric Boogaloo, perfect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Lucifuge. Uh, uh, Dancing 2 is, um, I love it, but it's of the, like, the four with the original kind of Danzig band. That number two, I think, is, I don't know, it, I guess you might call it, like, a little overproduced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, It's very clean and polished. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back on it, it looks like it was, like, the product of them getting some fame. You know? And money. And some budget. Yeah, fame yeah. and money. Yeah. But, uh. But I really still like it, man. That's one of those, probably one, two, and three I always go back to. But there's so much in two that has that bluesy vibe that I like. So yeah. I thought it was interesting how like harshly it was treated in this review. Yeah. I Of the four with the original group, uh, I, Danzig 3 is my favorite. But I, you know, I love it all. Yeah. 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 I, I got to say that, you know, on Danzig 2, Her Black Wings is probably my favorite track. <clears throat> Just a great little drive, great groove. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Killer Wolf is also cool too. You know, there's some there's some parts on it when you hear it hear back nowadays. It's kind of like wow, you know. Um, I can see the influence, especially of like Orbison and Elvis and things like that. But uh, um, mm-hmm. I remember working my tail off. I was bailing hay with Winston, a buddy of ours, um, for a day, and the farmer that paid me, he paid me enough that I went and bought Danzig 3 on CD later that afternoon. So um, every time I think of Danzig 3, I think of how hard I worked to, to get that disc. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we've been uh, listening to Danzig quite a bit lately, actually. <laughs> Lacey and I the other day were making fun of, uh, I think it's, is it Killer Wolf or is it I'm the Wolf? I'm the wall wolf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Yeah. But you know, back in the day it was good. Did you guys ever see the video of him getting knocked out? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. My yeah. my favorite though is his cameo on um what show is that with Portlandia. The, well, yeah, he was on Portlandia, which was great. <laughs> that was but, awesome. But the cartoon is it Aqua Teen Hunger Force, I think oh, it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The pool is bleeding. Oh, yeah, it's hilarious. They drew him. You know, he's got the little hairy chest and the, the yeah. skull belt buckle and everything. And it's like, this pool doesn't have yeah. enough blood in it. I had a real quick little fun fact here. I had a, um, for our senior, like, homecoming game or whatever, we they built a casket and we put, like, a football player stuffed mannequin thing in, in the casket of the other team, you know, that cheesy stuff. But. When it was all said and done, I was like, hey, man, can I have that casket? <laughs> and so it, it ended up in my bedroom, and uh, I painted the dancing skull on it. Nice. <laughs> so, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Of course you did. That's great. You, yeah. you could never do that uh, anymore at a homecoming game. Yeah, no kidding. I was thinking that, too. <laughs> and this has been Fun Facts with Danzig. Steve, got anything to say on that before we move on? Um, I do not. I had to kind of check out a few times to cough, so 
Okay. I was I was trying not to cough it and uh, miss some. Um, I was introduced to Danzig in college by a crazy. He was the only metalhead on the floor, and we got along really great. And he was from down south, in Indiana, and uh, yeah, he's the one that introduced me to that. When I first heard the first album, I did not like it at all. I don't something it just didn't click. And then when actually when Danzig Two came out, I was like, "Damn, this is cool!" And I went back and <laughs> discovered everything. You know, Sam Hain, yeah. Misfits, all that. Yep. Uh, Skater Greg introduced me to Danzig back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, many other bands too that uh, deserve some credit. We'll have to dig some of them out for future episodes for sure. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole right now because we'll be here yeah. till Tuesday. Yes. No kidding. Yes. I always wanted to have a sing-off with Danzig and Ian Asbury. Ooh. Oh. That'd be cool. At the time, they were, I mean, similar. Certainly not the same, but they both had those real yeah. deep vocals. That's very, yeah. pretty rad. Yeah. yeah. Okay, both of you sing Woman. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was Lester Bangs this week. Next week, that will be brought to you by Metalhead Monday, if he can remember. If I can remember. I'll make a <laughs> note, mental note and a written note. Perfect. Groovy. All right. Well, that brings us to this week's actual challenge. Weekly that, challenge. Which was brought to you by me. And so um, after I told you this, I got off the show, and then I thought of a better one, and I was like, dang it. But um, too late. It was already recorded. So I like this one. Yeah, it turned out okay. Um, so anyway, you just take a band and replace the lead singer who is male with a female. I, and, think, I uh, thought it was an all-male band, though. Male dominated, I think, is the word that I actually used. Okay. But um, yeah, it's a male just, singer. Yeah, I wrote down singer, so okay, whatever. But um, anyway, yeah. So I'm throw, just a, throw a lady to... in there, and oh, you're just trying to change the rules so you can bring come in something else. That the, uh, I was trying to play by the rules, but I did change them. So. Finally, it took we'll forty into... episodes, and Tony's now <laughs> adhering to the rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Since you're adhering to the rules, would you like to go first? Yeah, actually, I'm not adhering, but I'll go first. <laughs> um, I mean, it kind of is, but so I picked a group that I absolutely love, so I really wouldn't want to see them change. But if if they had to change and have female singers, this group actually has two male singers. Um, so I took Depeche Mode um, and replaced Martin and Dave with Bishop Briggs and uh, Hannah Reed. And Hannah Reed's from London Grammar. Um, love both of their voices. And I, and the style that they sing in, I think would like really fit with the Pesh Mode music. So, those are two I've not heard of. So I'm gonna Same have to, here. I'm gonna have to go dig okay. into that. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. do love oh, me sure. some Depeche Mode. Heck yeah, that Depeche Mode is uh, that's like one of my big bucket list bands I want to see before yeah. they stop touring. Yeah, I had a friend here. who found True Love actually is still with this girl to this day, but they met at a Depeche Mode concert in Las Vegas. Nice. And, uh, you know, awesome. If you can have common ground in Depeche Mode, then I think you have a fortified relationship, in my <laughs> honest right, opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might be a well, sad relationship. <laughs> well, you know, if you... you stare at your footwear a lot, but that, other than that. <laughs> it is sad. Uh, speaking of sad, I don't know if you guys remember the song Somebody by mm-hmm. Depeche oh, Mode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what made me think of Hannah Reed, because London Grammar is like very slow, sad kind of music in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bishop Briggs can kind of pull off that. All the other kind of fun electronic upper beat, upbeat stuff that they do. So, cool. Well, I really like the Veruca Salt cover of that. So, mm. you know, female. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a female version. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's true. All right, right. Monday. <clears throat> you said you had one and changed it. So, I um, why don't you I, I give us your honorable mention as well? Okay. Well, I was going to start off with that. Like, I, I, I was convinced. I was like, man, Joan Jett is such an ultimate badass. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, female front woman. She's so cool. I love her. And I was like, man, who could I put her in front of? And I, I was listening to uh, Wrathchild America. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I was like, man, his voice is like really raspy and really cool. And I'm like, man, I bet she would work with that. But the styles are so different. Like, I was like, mm, I don't know. But I still had it. And then just today... I, I got this idea and I was like, somebody else that I really, really love is Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I do not love Hailstorm. I don't, they're, you know, radio rock is kind of, you know, hit and miss for me and same with them. 
like some of their stuff. I don't like a lot of it, but she is amazing. She's a badass front woman. Her voice is really powerful, real strong. So I, I was thinking about who I could throw her in with and I think she would be an amazing match for Guns N' Roses. Mm. Yes. Okay. And so, like, you know, Axel's sick. He's got to take the night off. Lizzie Hale steps in. I think that would be amazing. And they actually covered GNR on one of their – they do a covers EP every now and then. Uh And they did the song Out to Get Me, and it is awesome. Sweet. So cool. Yeah. And she's got really great – Stage stage presence too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what she's a great front woman, and she plays guitar. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe they would. Uh, she would actually make Guns N' Roses good again. Who knows? <laughs> I would probably I would go see them if they, they are still good. But with uh, with Axel, yeah. Okay. yeah. I haven't heard anything good in a while. I've the Chinese it. democracy or whatever was just awful. I what was disagree. it called? You disagree on Chinese democracy. I enjoy it. I like it. Okay. This is a I don't, whole I don't love all of it. Finally, we have an argument. This is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> I don't love all of it, but I do. I like a lot of it. And, um, but that's another one. Like, you listen to that, I'm like, why did this take so long to make? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but GNR, like classic GNR, you know, it's like straight up, down and dirty, sleazy mm-hmm. rock and roll. And I, She's, I think she would fit right in there. They both, yeah. Axel's got a huge voice. She's got a huge voice. I think, I think it would be awesome. That's a great yeah. one, Monday. Thank you. And, yeah. and maybe she could be on the the new Terminator soundtrack with GNR, huh? There you go. <laughs> Are they like slotted for a song? No, but I'm just saying because GNR was part of the original. They um, were on T2. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. I just didn't know if they were like. There's news or something. Okay. No, just the, given the timeliness of it. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. My French teacher in high school let us play GNR in class when I was a sophomore. Nice. I know wow. she was. She was the best. Awesome. So. How do you say uh, GNR? Also, French? I, I have an honorable train. mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was digging through their covers and stuff, they would also do a really kick-ass cover of "Slave to the Grind" by Skid Row. Oh, sweet. Which is in and of itself a badass song, but it they do a great cover of it. Cool. Nice. All right, Jay Pizzle, you're up. Yeah, well, Monday and I crossed paths a little bit. This is funny. So I stewed and stewed, and I'm like, who who is like the iconic badass woman singer that I can think of right out of the gate? Joan Jett was my choice, too. And I thought, you know, I love rock and roll. It's a pretty straight-ahead song, but it's like, who could we pair her with that would be, you know, something as far as the ensemble would be more of a challenge, but she could definitely lend to in a nice way. And uh, ultimately, I, I chose Countdown to Extinction Era Megadeth. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think that, you know, she could definitely rock Symphony of Destruction and onward uh, pretty effectively. So uh-huh. that long and short, that's my choice. I love Joan Jett. I remember hearing that song as a kid and thinking, man, she's angry, you know, but the <laughs> song just jammed. And then, you know, as I got into actual metal, it's like I really learned what angry was. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I just think that she would do a fantastic job riffing over, uh, you know, vocally over Dave and Marty Friedman's riffs and uh, the rest of the gang. I think that would sound interesting. Mm-hmm. That song sure. specifically, Symphony of Destruction. <laughs> yeah, yep. And, you know, you mentioned Wrathchild America. That's a band that we've mentioned a few times before, but they never got enough credit. That was a fantastic no. group. Souls yep. of Zero, equally awesome. Yep. Um, you know, the uh, <laughs> post-label FU um, Name I guess change. Phoenix, yeah, Phoenix Rising, if you will, for them. Uh, great, okay. great outfit. So cool. Good choice, Mundy. Thank you. You guys <laughs> crossing the streams. Unbelievable. <laughs> Don't well, tell yeah. anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I worry, nobody listens. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. ouch. Too real. Too real. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish before we get to your Steve, I wish that we had like some I'm sure it'll happen a hundred years from now where we could just like put that voice in with that band so we could hear what our answers oh, sound like. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. plug and play. Yeah, not to yep. derail this. I watched some. Of, have you seen those deep fake videos where they put somebody's face on someone else? Yeah, There's a, awesome. I'll put it in the show notes. But Bill Hader was doing <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonations, and the creepy part was you'd see Bill, but then as soon as he started to talk like Arnold, it morphed into Arnold's face. It was just like, what, what, what's going on? But it was it was a very hilarious bit to say the least. Yeah. Well, <laughs> scary though that technology. But mm-hmm. um, all right, Steve. Your challenge, your answer. We we have a lot of clout now, so I may just actually call these people and see if they'll record these songs for us. Sure. Yeah. Okay, We're on a hot streak this week, so. Yeah. Well, you do it, Mr. BFD. <laughs> <laughs> can I get a shirt with that on there? You sure can. You can wear it to Please school. You wear it to school. <laughs> Walk. I'll be strutting down the hallway with a t-shirt that says, that'd be amazing. Yeah, with your uh, bald head mask that, or uh, wig that you're wearing to the day on your memories. Oh, yeah. That was the best. I magic markered the sides. <laughs> so it looked like I had hair around the sides. <clears throat> that was fantastic. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right. So I went, you guys were going with this badass kind of feeling, but I went with a little quirkier. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so... Um, I chose Counting Crows, oh, nice. and um, and to replace Adam, I thought an interesting choice would be Bjork, especially on songs like Round Here and Mr. Jones, you know, Anna Begins. Long, I mean, she can do it all, mm-hmm. so I thought it might be kind of interesting to see what she would do. Um, Out of my heart here, I, I love Bjork. Yeah, I do too, and, um, and I love Counting Crows, so yep. I think it'd be kind of an interesting match. Yeah, well, certainly. I, I don't love Counting Crows, so I would love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> That's an upgrade for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You should yeah. hear Counting Crows play Chinese Democracy. It is magnifique. There you go. <laughs> now, Counting Crows is one of those bands when, when they were contemporary, I, I certainly wasn't into it. But listening nowadays, it's like I can appreciate how excellent the band is. And, yeah. uh, you know, to your point, I think Bjork's Sugar Cubes era could certainly lend mm-hmm. to Counting Crows nicely. Yeah, that's what I was going with. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the most interesting choice of the night for sure. Absolutely, I'm going to give you the. I don't. I don't have a trophy, but here, here's a nine volt battery in your honor. I'll put your name on it. There yeah. you go. Oh, I'm waiting for my T-shirt. So oh, extra BFD. Nothing. And the back's going to say Nathan Arizona. Do it my way, or watch your. You know, and the kids will really appreciate that. I think I have. Uh, I love stickers. I don't know why. But probably from covering my skateboard with them when I grew up. But I think I have bunch of stickers that are like garbage pail looking stickers mm-hmm. and i think there's one that says like metal musel on it <laughs> that'd be so appropriate for tonight i have so this I... one i can give to steve right now for his prize there you go yay <laughs> and yeah, i'm a big robin fan so i, I love it. got that for you <laughs> nice i love metalhead all right so that brings us to next week's challenge and that will come courtesy of tea bags yes well this is kind of like a um, one where we have to do a, a little bit of work, um, but not, nothing too terribly hard. But I last when we had the uh, epic song challenge, I think that Monday gave us. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to go and listen to everybody's songs that week, and it was really cool to like, you know, I, to hear some of those songs again and um, and know why you guys picked them. And I thought we never listened to each other's songs that much, really. So, this week, I think we each give each other a song. Not not everybody gets three songs. Like, I give one to Monday, Monday gives one to Paul, you know, and so on, to review. And just just a quick little one-song review of something that we, wanna, we want to see what somebody says about a song we love. Okay. So that, does that make sense? Yeah, I like that. Okay. So, you're I, saying, like, I give somebody a song, you give somebody, like, a white elephant song yeah. gift? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Pretty yeah. much. And- <laughs> So are we keeping them under wraps, or are we going to let everybody know what everybody's doing? I think uh, we I, text individually the person, so it'll be a surprise to everybody else in the show. Okay. Exactly. I agree. That's what I was okay. hoping for. What's, what's yeah. the deadline? Um, I'd say probably by Wednesday, so it gives us Wednesday okay. night through through Saturday to listen. Okay. Are we drawing straws, or do we just want to – how do you want to do it? Um, I'll send a group email – um, and just with the assignments of who sends it to who, All right, I'll do cool. I'll do something random online and then get that out. So awesome! Cool. Don't don't pick me, Tony, because you know you have an inbox of old YouTube links I sent you through the years. Hey, check this band out. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just refer me to like an, an 
2012 email. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't you mean 2112 email? <laughs> yeah. No, no rush, no rush. <laughs> I know, that's what I was going to say. Are we going with? Are we going to continue with the no rush, no duel, no nine inch nails, no Metallica for one more week? Um, I. I, I don't want to put any parameters on it, but I think it'd be more interesting if we gave some, like, even before this, we were texting back and forth and we mentioned Dermot Kennedy and J- Jeremy hadn't heard of him. So that yeah. type of thing, like, I'd really like yeah. to see somebody's fresh take on something you don't think they've probably heard. It's cool. Perfect. I dig it. Yep. Okay. Me too. Challenge accepted. Heartily. <laughs> yeah, this is a cool, cool challenge. Okay. So uh, that brings us to album review. Thank you, Paul. Uh, this week's album, as I mentioned earlier, is Sacred Reich's latest album since 1996. Man, they really did wait a while. Yeah. So uh, this one comes to us courtesy of Mundy, who brought this one up. Nice, nice choice. So being that it was his idea, we're going to let him kick it off. Okay. Well... Uh, I don't have a ton on this because I kind of I talked about them quite a bit when we did the um, the last challenge that Tony gave. I think it was your last one with the the reviewing the concert on YouTube like yep. you were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did them. They're uh, live in the K Pit from Kerrang Magazine. So I talked about them quite a bit there. I don't really need to rehash all of that, but you know this. They've gone so long without putting out music, and it's been, you know, pretty crazy. So for them to come out with this one, I think it's pretty pretty strong. Um, I'm really disappointed that it's only eight songs, and it's about it's like what like 31 minutes and change. So mm-hmm. not a lot of music, but it is pretty packed. Um, yeah. They are uh, one thing, you know, when you. They, they started in the 80s and within the thrash scene and with a lot of those bands, um, especially during the 80s, they were very political. Um, they, you know, used the speed and aggression of the music to tackle a lot of subjects that were, you know, things that were going on then. And that that seemed to be like a big thing with the thrash bands like at first i don't know why that scene in particular but it just was it was very political the lyrics and the topics and everything a lot of them got away from that as it metallica being one of the biggest examples is you know up to and justice for all and a little bit into the black album like they were pretty political and then they kind of got away from that and got you know, Hetfield got a little more personal with this stuff. But these guys, man, they're still in it. It's, you know, 2019, and they're they're still pissed off at the government. So, <laughs> and, and we get some good music out of it. So. It's the Arizona heat. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm sure you guys caught on to that. I don't know how deep you guys went with the lyrics, but... Well, I yeah. I was going to say something that I think I appreciate about um, like uh, divide and conquer, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's pretty common for people to, especially people and you know actors, musicians, or whatever, and they just want to rip conservatives or whatever, and that seems to be the go-to. But what I kind of appreciated here was more of a societal thing. Mm-hmm. I think rather than just ripping one side or the other, that the people in power, regardless of who they are, want to divide and conquer us. They want to pick sides. Um, And I think you could even take that a little further with media. So I kind of liked that it had more of a societal edge rather than just I'm going to attack something else because the problems right now are much bigger than one side or the other. Right. There's uh, um, that song in particular. uh, I, I think it's that one. The lyrics might touch on Trump, but... I don't think it's not, it, you know, it's not like super direct attack on him, but I think it touches on him. But the video <coughs> does go pretty hard against Trump if you watch that. So. Okay, I haven't seen the video. Yeah. I like, speaking of lyrics, I liked um, On Salvation. Um, and I think you've mentioned this before, Jeremy, like how positive the lyrics are. And I. Yeah, that one, 
that one in particular, that's one of my favorites on the, uh, because that one, which in that uh, Kerrang video, he talks about mm-hmm. that one before they play it. And they, you know, he says that it's kind of, it's kind of about like the metal community and being together and the right. energy and love that you feel at a show when everybody's all together and, you know, mm-hmm. in one kind of frame of mind and, and yeah. want to, spread that out into the world and you know yeah and I, I loved that part of that i mean i have more to say about the album but particularly on these lyrics like you know there's some pop out there with way worse messages just more upbeat music behind it yeah and then you've got this stuff that people would generally label as if they haven't heard any metal or anything like that at all they would be probably devil's music or something but um, you know <laughs> That's what I love is, I mean, I like that about tool as well, but, um, it was really kind of refreshing a wash in positivity. It is clear for all to see love will always be the way our time is now we're here to stay. And it was, yeah. I just, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Closing out with something to believe also oh my talking God, about love and compassion and yep. yeah, it's just got a great groove. The whole thing on that one I think is just fantastic. So, um, great probably, album closer. Yeah. And that was probably the longest song on the album, if I'm not mistaken. No, it was really short. Was it? I don't even think it was three minutes long, was it? I think the longest one is my least favorite song in the album, and I can't think of Manif- Death Oh, Valley. Death Valley. Death okay. Valley, yeah. It's like five and change. Okay. Yep. But that's got Cowbell really prominent yeah. in it, Jeremy. I, you know, I went in, <laughs> like, going into this, list for this review, I was like, that's kind of my least favorite. But after listening to it more, I'm like, I, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's probably not. I, I really was kind of digging on that song a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of song lengths, I looked up to see what the duration of the album was, and they didn't have a time stamp, but it said that it was the, it was three Tool songs long. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 31 minutes and 28 seconds. Yeah. 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 Um, so not something even. To, Something to Believe is my favorite track, but I'll just throw another like uh, highlight out there and you guys can talk about it. But um, I really liked Manifest Reality. Yes. And, Same. Uh, it, and I really liked the change up for the intro. It had a little bit more like industrial sound to it and then came back in with everything. Um, and I just like there was a high production value on the vocals too. And But all in all, that was that was definitely another standout track for me. What did you guys mm. think of it? <clears throat> Yeah, it's definitely good. Um, there's a video for it that's a trip, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really, um, I don't remember who the choreographer was, but they really, they worked real close with this choreographer and the director, and they kind of created this thing. It's real abstract, like modern dance. Um, it's very cool. It, I, I don't, it's really interesting to watch because the, the dancers are like, they're kind of painted up and it's you just you have to see it but Mm. it's very cool it's very different now i haven't seen any of these videos so make sure you put them in the show notes yeah please i have them all written down here best reality awakening and i think there's a lyric video for divide and conquer cool yeah <clears throat> so you know listening to this album it, it brought back a lot of memories of enjoying sacred reich and one thing i really enjoyed about them i'm not going to talk about the songs and, and break them down as a whole you know as far as like for this particular album i'm just going to talk about sacred reich because um when i was a fledgling guitar player this was one of the first bands a cousin of mine turned me on to and i remember hearing their song american way the american way and just the the way they were playing the power chord and then shifting down a fret and it was i later learned that it becomes a diminished chord but it just added a lot of tension and unease and it fascinated me and it really turned me onto the band as a whole and just hearing the intricacies of the riffs and that kind of thing was um just super exciting for me and then fast forward to independent when that came out and then even heal which uh was kind of on the outskirts of of when they were going on hiatus but such an aggressive album you know very very good stuff um this this album certainly picks up where they left off you know it's not anything where they've matured and changed and went in a completely different direction um it's very signature to sacred reich which is not a bad thing um you know it definitely plays into the um you know down to the core of thrash power chords fast right hand um 
and you know syncopated grooves and and easy to uh ingest lyrics you know it's kind of a punk rock type uh scenario there for sure so um just super excited to see these guys come back around and they were playing live for a while and just doing festivals mm-hmm. and stuff but not they vowed not to record an album but apparently they got a fire under their ass and decided it was time to record an album and mm-hmm. um you know uh Greg Hall was in the group during the lifetimes, and then uh, they made a change and got Dave McClain back. Which you know, Dave's a fantastic drummer. You know, his stint awesome. with Machine Head. He shines on this album so much. It's one yeah. of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I love the drums on this album. Yeah, and and that's not to discredit Greg at all because I think he's a fantastic drummer as well. And um, I'm not sure what projects he's got going on, but um, you know, certainly. Hope the best for him too, because I think you know his talents are certainly valuable in the world of thrash and metal for sure. So, um, but yeah, I, I really really enjoyed kind of going back to those times when I was first started playing guitar and I was completely fired up and you know I was going to take over the world with my guitar playing and or so I thought <laughs> and that kind of thing. So I did bring out the old yellow axe for the occasion here but <clears throat> i know you guys can't hear because zoom tends to muffle me because they think i'm playing copywritten stuff all the time but it's not true is that too loud no we can hear it. it's perfect okay cool so you know what sacred reich does that i really enjoy of course is the you got the fast right hand going uh-huh. this hand kind of stays mostly in a power chord position or as phoebe would say on friends the lobster claw and uh <laughs> You know, that kind of thing. They keep, they keep some pretty consistent patterns going, but nonetheless, you know, all that paired with a fast drum beat and a mosh pit, and, you know, you've got uh-huh. the 90s all over again. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm going to probably sit down and try to learn the uh, the tunes here real soon just for the exercise of it and get this, you know, picking wrist back up to speed and get some uh, agility and dexterity again. But uh, super, super glad to see them again. And Monday and I are actually going to go see them in November with Guar. And, so excited! <laughs> yep, we're gonna bring trash bags and pretend we're going to see Gallagher for the first, you know, for the last part of the show. I don't uh, even care about seeing Guar. I just really <clears throat> want to see Sacred Reich. Well, you know, yeah. yes, me too. But you know, I'm gonna see Guar. <laughs> just check them off the list, and uh, you know, for sure, experience some uh, uh, physical sludge being thrown all on, on, on us while we're at the show. Apparently, from what I've heard, no, you're you're not safe no matter where you're at in the crowd. So. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm sure the bartenders yeah. at the back of the Vogue are going to be looking forward to that. Oh, great, it's Guar again. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, you're talking about politically charged bands and things like that. <clears throat> I know Sepultura was a prominent thrash influence as well, and, you know, their um, upbringing in Brazil probably lent quite a bit for the political, politically charged uh, material, and bands that are influenced by other bands tend to follow suit topically, even though it's... I, I mean, me as a you know American in a thrash band, I wouldn't write about Brazilian politics because I wouldn't have any working knowledge of it. But you know, nonetheless, I'm sure there's some level of influence in that regard. Yeah. Speaking of influence, did you guys hear? Um, from for some reason in Divide and Conquer, like I had a very disposable heroes vibe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, yeah, maybe go back and listen to that. But yeah. part of me started uh, kind of hearing. I don't know if it was the melody. Or just the combination of the drums and everything, but uh, it, my mind kind of transitioned into some of the lyrics from Disposable Heroes. Just cut it right yeah. on that. Paul touched on the punk thing, and that's one of the things how thrash came about was you had like you, they're kind of combining this hard rock with the punk, and on get the speed out of that and all of that. But uh-huh. you know, thrash is a little like most of it's fairly technical so it's like it's not really inspired by punk in that way but you get the speed and the aggression of punk rock that they were all listening to and kind of mm-hmm. threw it in with the metal and you got thrash or speed metal yeah yep. there's a lot of you can definitely hear the punk stuff on a lot of the faster songs on this album yeah <clears throat> you know speaking of hearing you know some influence <laughs> death valley while it doesn't sound exactly like it the shuffle and just the particular notes that they're choosing reminds me of two by four from load a little bit okay yeah you know, I, I got that it's just got that kind of kind of groove going on much like two by four so um but still mm-hmm. you know driving nonetheless yeah more cowbell um, please how about uh how about ratings yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I'll start off if you don't mind. I uh, please because I also will say like Sacred Reich kind of was always under my radar a little bit. Like they were they were on it, but I had other bands I was listening to, and you know those are the days of how much money can you spend on CDs? <laughs> you know. Um, so you know they weren't they weren't big on my list, and um, I won't say begrudgingly, but it's like. I don't know if I'm going to like this when I start to listen to it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> for the review. And so, but then Awakening, the drums opened up that, and I was like, this is going to be pretty good. And then the vocals somehow were like surprisingly better than I remember them being. You know, yes, I was going to say something about Phil's voice. Is uh-huh. Phil Rind is the singer, and I've always liked him, but I think this album, like he's stronger than ever. I think he sounds amazing on this album. Yeah, I I mean, I did not hate this. I, I gave it a solid four, probably even maybe 4.125 or whatever, and I, and I will listen again. <clears throat> so it exceeded my expectations for sure. Sweet. Monday. Metalhead, what do you give it? I gave it, uh, I gave it a four out of five, and that's mostly just because it's too damn short. I want more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Fair they disappointed enough. me in that regard, but I, I love it. I absolutely loved it. I've been listening to it since it came out, and I listen to it a ton for this again, and I will listen to it forever. So, cool, sweet, excellent, JP. I am going to give it a, a four point two five. <clears throat> you know, it like you said, it kind of excited me from the uh, the days of of yonder when I was uh, learning to play and cutting my teeth on uh, thrash metal and whatnot. And you know, to you know, Tony, you mentioned. Um, you know, kind of being under your radar. This was one of those bands before I heard them, before my cousin let me borrow the cassette. I remember seeing, you know, looking through my metal catalog or metal magazines, and they'd have the ads for the T-shirts and stuff. And, you know, of course, they had the laundry list. Oh, you want C3. Okay, that's, you know, Danzig's shirt. But then sometimes they'd have the pictures, and Sacred Reich was always a picture posted there. I'm like, man, that looks really cool. You know, that's always turned me on to drawing logos on my folders and stuff in study hall. But, uh, you know, just one of those ways of you, you knew about a band but you didn't know if you wanted to take a chance on it for sure and you know if it come down to it you'd cancel your membership on columbia house and then buy the rest of them you know a bunch of them that you wanted to take a chance on for a penny pay the exorbitant shipping and then you wouldn't be out that much after you, after 12 cds but um right on. yeah we'll listen to it again for sure looking forward to seeing them live hopefully you know be nice to be able to give them a fist bump and say thanks for the influence through the years all do you know offhand what their that mascot is called? Their little guy that they use with the gas mask. I don't remember. His name they call him Odie, but mm-hmm. it's just the letters O D. Okay, I do. That's right. Yep. Gotcha. <clears throat> nice. Not like the dog. Okay. No. Must be uh, <laughs> their grandma had Metamucil or something. <laughs> something. I don't gas know. masks. Yeah. yeah. Like, Odie on Metamucil. Yeah. Just trying to throw back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OD on Metamucil, isn't that an SOD song? <laughs> Should be. <laughs> uh, Stevie, did you have a reading? I do. Sorry, I can't talk much. My medicine's wearing off, so I'm coughing like every two seconds now. So um, <laughs> I gave it about a four. I will listen again. I did like it, and I particularly like the drum intros in a few of the songs. Of course, I always love the drums, so it was a big hit for me. Sweet. Yeah, that drum intro on Salvation is amazing. I love it. Yeah. And you should definitely, if you have not, you should watch the K-Pit video because that they play that, and it's awesome. Excellent. And if you want to see that drummer in action with some other thrash bands, check him out with Machine Head and their yes. footage too. So. He was in Machine yeah. Head for a long time, and they kind of Machine Head kind of broke up fairly recently, and that's so Dave came back to Sacred Reich, so that's pretty awesome yep it's fortuitous for us absolutely all right so that uh pretty much wraps up the review portion and brings us to what are we listening to this week teabags um in honor of some of the uh anniversaries i've been listening to a lot of nine inch nails and especially the fragile which turned 20 this week um that's about it i mean sacred reich and uh Still throwing in the new Tool album, but adding back in the Fragile by Nine Shows. Excellent. Monday. Um, I didn't listen to a ton of music this week. Definitely nothing new. Um, just 
most of the music I've been listening to, stuff I've been listening to for the last few weeks, have nothing new to talk about. Um, we did yesterday, we finally had a chance to go and see It Chapter 2. So that was pretty awesome. Electric Boogaloo? Was it any yeah. good? Because the first one was not scary, and then the review on the second one said, at least it's a good comedy. I loved the first one. I thought it was fantastic, and I liked I liked very much that they were kind of splitting the movies into young and the old rather than mixing it at like the old TV series did, mm-hmm. which I also loved, but this is just kind of a different take on it. Um, I love the first one. I don't, it's, you know, whatever. Some people didn't like it, but I thought it was pretty awesome. And um, this one, it is funny. There's a lot of funny in it. Um, uh, I can't even say it's mostly Bill Hader, which you would expect. He does have a lot of good lines, but it's not just him. But uh, I was most impressed with, there were two or three of the people that like, you know, seeing the the kid versions and the adult versions, there were two of them that, I mean, it looked like those kids grown up. It it was fantastic casting and Bill Hader was awesome. He he really was. Yeah. One of the best parts of the movie. Yeah. Okay. I'll still see it. I just didn't know if it was scary. (laughs) Yeah. I heard casting was fantastic, but movie was very average. Yeah, I don't think it's as good as the first one, but, I mean, it, it, it wasn't terrible. I enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Took you away from life for a little bit. That's all you can ask. It's yep. long, too. It's almost, it's like over two and a half hours long. Jeez. Yeah, I didn't know that going in. It was, <laughs> I was my, oof, I had to shift a few times on that one. <laughs> JP. Uh. You take a mortal man Put the bunny back in the box Sorry <laughs> Couldn't resist hey. I missed him Yeah, I know, he's not been around for a while um, <clears throat> No, so uh, Before I listened to Sacred Reich this week I, I put the full album stream on YouTube And, you know, now YouTube is doing Skip ads You have to watch more than one and, um, <clears throat> you know, and I don't do the ad blocker because I know people make money off of the channel and stuff. It's what, what's 10 seconds of my life? But um, a, a promo for a band called Cold Harbor popped up. And I put the link in the show notes. I can't remember the song off the top of my head, but it was brutal. And uh, so if you guys get a chance, go check it out. And Monday, you may definitely dig it for sure. But uh, say Cold Harbor? Yes, and it's H-A-R-B-O-U-R. And it's all one compounded oh, word. British spelling. Yep, like David Harbor. But uh, uh, yeah, so I, I was listening to that a bit. And I'm going to definitely look more into that band. Um, what else was I listening to? Um, a colleague of mine saw Dead Mal 5 um, at a festival so uh, i was listening to some dead mouse a little bit i i definitely that's a guilty pleasure for sure i really enjoy the tasty chords and some of the crazy electronic gestures that he does and um he seems like a, a goofy fun fellow for sure and and uh it would be awesome to spend 10 minutes in his room looking at all the toys and then passing out because i wouldn't know where to start yeah. um it's a lot of a lot of synth wave as well i've been working on some new synth wave material and some tape loop stuff on my own so um just kind of digging into some synth sounds and looking for some inspiration there and i heard i i I haven't uh listened to it yet but i heard that the pixies snuck a new release out on us and so i'm gonna have to seek that out this week and and give that a listen so i thought that was worthy of a quick shout out for those of you who may be pixies fans speaking of that uh i believe prong may have a new song out as well that i saw that i haven't tracked down yet Yep, yep. So um, I, I've seen some rumblings from, from Tommy Victor as of late. He just had a birthday. So yep. happy birthday, Tommy. He won't listen, but happy birthday. <laughs> He's our number one fan. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Yep. Because well. he's cool. Yeah, he's a nice guy. <laughs> he's a nice guy. We've met him a couple of times. He's really nice. Yep. <laughs> well, you never know. Yep. What are you listening to, Foggy, besides uh, Metamucil and Cold Medicine? I didn't listen to anything for the past two days except for our review album. Um, that was, <laughs> yeah, I was on my back for most of that, but um, 
prior to that, you know, earlier this week while perusing Twitter, I came across the uh, the group Deva, who uh, redid Twenty One Twelve from Rush. Um, they're like a instrumental violin cello prog yeah, band, like kind of like a string quartet with the drummer. It is. Yeah, it's very much like that. And they're kind of, they have like a prog leaning, which is really cool. And so they redid uh, 2112, and then they had their own uh, song that was 20 minutes as well, and it was really good. Um, and you can check out our mini-sode, T-Bags and I did a mini-sode on that record, and uh, that will be out shortly. And then the cool thing is, it looks like the producer and one of the musicians is going to be on our very own show uh, here in the next few weeks. We just got to get that set up. Um, I love the way those guys play. They're so good. I shouldn't say guys. Those gals. Um, they are dynamite. So I'm excited to talk to her. Some questions came up as T-Bags and I were doing the show, and we're like, hey, wait a minute. We'll just ask her when she comes. Yeah, so. I'm excited. They're no one. I've never heard of them, so I'm excited to dive in and get familiar with all the material before we talk to them. I, I'm excited about that. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. uh, previous material out there, including some live stuff on the streets. And um, uh, and like I said on the mini, so one of them went to IU um, oh, cool. for at least a period of time, the Jacob School, I assume. Uh, so that's kind of fun for me. <clears throat> that's wild stuff. Yeah, I should add in that, that, wasn't, that was on my listening <clears throat> list this week, too, because that was fantastic. Yeah, so. I love surprises like that. And in the old days, you never would have come across something like that. Thank you, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Well, I guess that wraps up the show for this week. We'll be back next week with Jeremy and Lester Bangs. We'll have Tony's Challenge, where we give each other a song, and we should be reviewing Dermot Kennedy's new release. It comes out next Friday. Until then, and episode 41, we'll see you later. Bye now. There we go. Now that's a way to finish a show. (laughs) Nice.